And the reading is from John chapter 1 and verses 1 through to 14. John chapter 1 verses 1 to 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which is his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks for that. Well, as you've picked up by now, our theme is the light has come. And so I'm going to begin with a couple of light bulb jokes. I hope they're better than the bonbon one. How many bureaucrats does it take to change a light bulb? Just two. One to assure everyone that the experts are working on it and everything's under control, and one to screw the light bulb into the tap. <laughs> what did the light bulb say to the switch? You turn me on. <laughs> The history of the light bulb is fascinating. Uh, in 1802, Humphrey Davy invented the first electric light. From a battery, he connected wires to a piece of carbon and it glowed. That was the beginning. In 1879, Thomas Edison patented the first incandescent lamp. And from those simple discoveries, uh, the breakthroughs have kept coming till we have our modern uh, lighting uh, that we see all around us. Uh, today, we can light up a football field, a whole cricket uh, stadium and play well into the night. Rock concerts, nightclubs use spectacular light displays. Uh, it's all around us. And so physical light is very important in our modern world, isn't it? However, I would suggest even more important is spiritual light. Jesus said this. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And Jesus, of course, is talking about spiritual light, a spiritual light that can guide our path in the decisions we make in life. People can make good moral choices. They can make bad moral choices. People can make wise decisions and sometimes some very unwise ones. 
Spiritual light is about following Jesus and doing things God's way, making decisions in the light of his word and what he's taught us. And so our theme for Christmas this year is the light has come. John says in his gospel that we've just heard read, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And a little later he describes that true light as the word made flesh dwelling among us. Now the other great theme in this opening chapter of John is that Jesus is actually the one responsible for creation. I don't know if you picked that up in the reading. In verse 2 it says, He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. So Jesus was there at the beginning when God said, let there be light, and there was light. Genesis 1 says, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, there was morning, the first day. And Jesus was there. So there's an important link here between physical light and spiritual light, and Jesus is that link. According to the Bible, Jesus is responsible for both. He's the agent of the physical creation and the light God created then and the light which sustains the creation. Uh, And he is also the agent of this new creation, which is spiritual light that can shine in a person's heart when they receive him. And so the message of Christmas is the light has come. And Jesus, of course, is that light. Just think for a minute about his wonderful teaching. Love your enemies. Do good. To those who hate you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. Love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Be merciful as your Father in heaven is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own? I want to suggest these are the most sublime, uh, this is the most sublime ethical teaching uh, the world has ever heard. And what is amazing, not just the teaching, but the one who gave it and the life he lived that exemplified it. The command to love one's enemies is a reflection of the entire course of Jesus' life. And it finds its its supreme expression in Jesus' willingness to give his life on the cross. He willingly allowed his enemies to get the better of him. He chose the cross. It wasn't an accident. He knew that that was his mission right from the beginning. And he chose it because he was putting this teaching into practice. He chose it to show his great love for you and for me to die for your sins, for my sins. And when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, there's no empty claim. And when John in his gospel says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world, it's no empty claim. We desperately need that light today. 2022 has presented its fair share of challenges. The darkness ever threatens. There's the horrible deaths of the Queensland police officers, Rachel McCrow and Matthew Arnold, and the neighbour who was killed, Alan Gate. 
And our prayers are especially with those families this Christmas, in their darkness, in their uh, grief, their deep grief, uh, and that they might uh, find the light. I think also of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I don't know about you, but Linda and I are constantly praying for those innocent people uh, and that they might be relieved from that horrific attack that's happening upon them. This winter, the people of Ukraine are facing electricity blackouts, a lack of heating and cooking facilities, not even the ability to turn a light on. For them, darkness encroaches. And then there's the darkness of uh, COVID. It just won't go away, will it? It continues to disrupt our ability to connect with one another. And I know families this Christmas, uh, their festivities have been interrupted and disturbed by uh, COVID. And even more concerning are the outbreaks in our nursing homes. And so the darkness of disease is ever-present. And then there's the darkness of the recent enormous increase in cost of living. Rents have skyrocketed, petrol is expensive, the supermarket shop is draw-dropping, and electricity is likely to cause a shock when you read the bill. But just trying to fix all these things really is only like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Our biggest problem, you see, is actually death. And I'm aware of many people celebrating Christmas this year where a loved one has died during the year. And I've taken a number of funerals recently uh, where especially women have been widowed and now face uh, this Christmas on their own. In 2022, I have lost both my parents and have taken the funerals for them this year. And so when death visits a family, uh, I know Christmas is different. Christmas is different. Christmas can highlight our grief, but I want to suggest that it also can bring us the hope that we need, the desperate hope we need. The prophet Isaiah planted the seed of that hope when he said this, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And the Apostle John points to the fulfilment of that prophecy uh, when he says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The light of Jesus promises us that the darkness cannot win. Even the last enemy, death, has been defeated by Jesus. The reason Jesus came to this earth was to die on the cross for our sins, to rise on the third day, that we might be reconciled to God. On the cross, it looked like darkness had won. And in our world today, it often looks like darkness wins. However, the cross became a sign of victory and a stepping stone to the glory of resurrection. And the resurrection guarantees that light wins, that darkness will not overcome it. Now, in preparing this sermon, I uh, read a report that scientists have shown that physical light has many benefits for us. Uh, it can actually improve one's mood, raise one's productivity, happiness and overall well-being. Just as physical light can produce physical benefits for people, so spiritual light produces spiritual benefits. Just as the sun, S-U-N, produces light and warmth and improves people's mood, so the sun, S-O-N, produces people who are new creations, who can be filled with the Spirit of God, filled with the light of God. C.S. Lewis said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it 
I see everything else. And just as the physical sun allows us to see the beautiful world that God's created, uh, so the sun, S-O-N, the light of Jesus, is what helps us to see everything else. And therefore we can face the darkness with courage and calm if we have the light of Christ. I want to leave you with Jesus' words and his wonderful promise. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Have a very happy Christmas. <laughs>